This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, the founder of Prism Wealth Management. The show is all about helping you, the people of Ohio, our listeners, better understand what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the economy. I mean, it's it's been such a crazy world for the past three years, uh, trying to make sense of it all and just trying to make sense of the last three weeks, realistically, in the market. Uh, but with me, as always, we've got our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing this week, Tony? I am doing great. And it's great to be here with you guys. Uh, great to see you, Robert and Matt. And uh, Robert, I, I saw you last week. You were uh, We were both yeah. at a big uh, financial conference, and we're going to talk about that here in a bit. I, I know you guys are anxious mm. to talk about that, but yeah, I've been great. You know fall is my favorite time of year. Uh, loving uh, mm. football, watching football, love it. Uh, otherwise, I've just been mm. really busy. How about you guys? Matt, how have you been? Uh, my head's spinning. If you didn't know, the Fed came out and had a little conversation <laughs> yeah. last week and it kind of spun some things mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're definitely going to dive into that this week. It, 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 what's going on in the markets? I know this is the question, like when I'm out uh, at social events and things like that and people walk up, it's, you know, Robert, what's going on? Is is Are we through it yet? Is it over? How much longer do we have? You know, people, people have a good amount of tolerance, but uh, the longer this goes on and the more drawn out it is, the more frustrated people yep. are getting. And I, I don't blame anybody. I mean, it's, it's annoying. It's, uh, you know, seeing your accounts go up and down. And then when, you know, the, the upswing doesn't seem as bad as the downswing most of the time when you're looking at it. Uh, but like Tony said, we, we, we had the pleasure of getting together. Uh, Matt and I uh, had to travel to Minnesota for a, uh, you know, pretty large conference uh, where we got to see some pretty big heavy hitters in the market discuss exactly that, like what's going on in the market. It's what's going on in politics, what's going, you know, what's going on in the economy and how are all these things connected and what's going to happen and what their their forecast is. So we're really excited to dive into it. And one thing I don't know, Matt, I, I, you know, what I really appreciated was. You know, we had we had people go there that were pessimistic speakers and people go there that were optimistic speakers. So we did get, you know, quite the array of like, what are the reasons to be, you know, positive thinking moving forward and what options make sense moving forward, as well as what's going on in the markets right now. And it, I think it's a good place to start is where people traditionally have been advised to go, right? Like where most people find themselves when they walk in the office and we're doing financial reviews and we're looking at their accounts. Uh, Most retirees, I would say, uh, at least the ones we see in our office, probably a little bit more than half, um, are in some sort of like target date fund in their 401k, right? And when when they're, yeah, I wish we could be on video so you could have seen Matt's reaction there. But, (laughs) uh, you know, the reality of it is, is that the target date fund, the older you get, the more money gets put into bonds instead of being in stocks. This is seen as more conservative. Uh, 
We were telling people last year, the year before, the past couple of years, like, hey, bonds are not the safer place that you think they are. When interest rates are going up, bonds go down and you can lose money in those positions. Uh, and we were, you know, so far that assessment has seemed correct, we'll say. Markets can always change tomorrow. But, but as of as of the last seven or eight years, you know, there's not been that much attractiveness in the bond market, we'll say. Uh now, that being said, most people don't realize how much of their money is in, you know, stocks and bonds. But the traditional person approaching retirement, more often than not, will find them with themselves with about 60% stock, 40% bond in their portfolio. And unfortunately, this it, traditionally that's a, a viable strategy. But this year, 2022, the 60-40 portfolio is having its worst ever recorded performance in there. So a lot of people approaching retirement are looking at their accounts a little bit heavier hearted because of that and wondering, you know, what's going on? Is it going to recover? Should I be making changes or is it just don't do anything, keep going on the same path? Um, and what, what are you seeing, Matt? So one of the best things I think I took away from this past week is the statement by Lizanne. Mm -hmm. And she said, investing is a discipline process over time, mm -hmm. not a moment in time. Mm -hmm. That moment in time, if you're trying to adjust to that is gambling. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. that brings up that, yes, we have our clients, but we set up a plan. We mm -hmm. don't just pick stocks for them. We create a financial plan for them. Mm -hmm. So what has changed in our financial plan if the Fed ups at one point, basis points? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, there's, you make small changes. You don't make large, overwhelming changes. You change a couple percent here and a couple percent there. And long term, you're going to be at a bigger advantage than you would if you're trying to make wholesale changes every single time. But you have, you know, like I said, you have to look at when am I at the top of something and I want to get out of it at the top? Uh, and what are some things that I feel are at the bottom that may be coming back up? So when Matt talks about Lizanne, he's talking about Lizanne Saunders, uh, who's the chief Chief Investment Officer over at Charles Schwab. We got to listen to her talk and, you know, do a Q&A session with her as well, too. And, you know, I would say she represented the more pessimistic view. But, I mean, she she was realistic. I mean, there's there's always, you know, bright spots in the economy. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about the economy and the markets, you know, markets, it's all about time, like you said. A good strategy playing out over time rather than just trying to get in, get out, make wild moves like that. Uh, and I think that's accurate. I think that that plays in. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting how she mentioned is she kind of broke down where the market's reacting to data, what the figureheads in the media are saying to the data. And she kind of broke it down like the market is a leading indicator. Mm -hmm. Inflation is a uh, lagging. lagging indicator. Mm -hmm. So how can you take those two and make a good correlated judgment on it? And she kind of broke down more than that. And it made up a big point that it's like, we don't know. Well, so yeah, so let's let's talk about timing of things. So you're looking at like the average person listening to the news, hearing all this data. And, you know, the, the problem is you don't know if the data is telling you uh, what is coming up what you are already looking at 
or something that was in the past, right? So these are what, you know, when you go into like learning in the investment world and, and get your certifications, you have what are called leading indicators, lagging indicators, and coincident indicators. So a leading indicator is something that's, you know, happening early and kind of telling you what it thinks will happen. The market is one of these things, right? So a, a good example is earlier in the year when a recession was announced, right? Like the second quarter GDP negative, every Everyone assumes there's a recession at that time. But yet when it was announced, what happened? The markets went up. You would think that the announcement of a recession would cause the markets to drop, right? But yet that day the markets went up. And for a good couple of weeks after that, the markets went up until the news cycle changed, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the market is telling you what it thinks will happen in the future. It's pricing things out way in advance. So by the time the decision is already there, the market's already bought in. It's only if there's a surprise that the market reacts negatively in there or sometimes positively. It could be a good surprise, right? Those happen uh, with it as well. But something like inflation, which is on everybody's mind, like Matt was saying, is a lagging indicator. That means that it's telling you when you see the new inflation report that comes out every month, it's telling you what's already known from the past. It's not there to indicate the future. And if you're in a Federal Reserve type position, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, like uh, Chairman Powell, right? The problem that they have from timing is they're looking at current data, looking at leading, lagging, all these other indicators. But the problem is every decision they make, when they make it, the impacts of that decision, you won't feel for eight months later right? Like that's when the impact of that decision is. So imagine that for a moment, like you're having to make all these real world decisions that, you know, just like in retirement, you have to make real world decisions all the time. uh, But you don't get to see the results until time has played out for a little while. But what we know is if you have a good plan, if you truly are diversified and using multiple types of assets uh, in your plan and portfolio, then you're giving yourself more options and more flexibility to handle the ups and downs of the market and the stresses of the market with it as well. So you want to build a strategy, you want to build a plan, but you know, what else stood out? What else stood out for me from Lizanne, I would say? Like I said, she was more kind of level-headed, kind of looking at it, saying there's going to be bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Is it bad? No. She's breaking down kind of a well, high level, not really high level, but really detailed oriented. Where's everything coming? Because she knew she was talking to advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, we're going to be in a rough patch going forward. We're going to kind of move through it. Look at your advantages. Like you said, you don't want to not make moves, but look at what strategic opportunities are out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think something she pointed out that that stuck with me as well too was there there are different opportunities, but this this it's not officially a recession, but I think we've all called it a recession at this point. It's been like a rolling recession, like it hasn't hit all different sectors of the economies and markets at once. It's been a bunch of little bubbles popping in different areas of the markets and economy uh, that we're seeing. So just when one thing like you know the supply chain works itself out just in time uh, for a Russia and Ukraine, right? Like, I mean, there's been different things affecting different areas of the marketplace uh, at different times. So it hasn't been one whole, you know, everything hasn't been hit at the same time uh, with it. So that has been one good thing about what we've seen right now, because getting all these hits at once at the same time could have been a lot worse too, right? So- I think that was one thing I appreciated about her. Uh, you know, something she pointed out, I, I wrote a bunch of notes down about the jobs report, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like she talked a lot about the jobs report because those who are more, uh, you know, saying, hey, look, the jobs report is something that we can hold our hats on. Uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're adding hundreds of, th hundreds of thousands of jobs every month. Uh, but what we're seeing is large companies, instead of laying people off, they're knocking them down to part time. And you're seeing more part-time employees you know, or higher fr freezing hires, all those are, are higher freezings. Uh, and at the same time, because of that, you're seeing people get more part-time jobs, more side jobs. So if a person who's already has a job goes out and picks up one or two new side jobs, that adds one or two new jobs into the economy. So it's not all roses and sunshine, even in the jobs report right now. So I think she did a really good job of painting the picture of, you know, what the concerns are moving forward, what, uh, you know, what we have to be watching and we need to be watching inflation, right? You know, the Fed has its target, man. They want inflation at like five and a half percent by the end of the year. And they're hoping all these interest rate hikes are going to get us there. But the last inflation report went up, not down. So how aggressive do they have to be? This is why the markets are panicking people. I know uh, you may not watch the Fed meetings. You may not pay attention to a lot of these things, but I strongly urge you to pay attention. Uh, the, the, the Fed meets about every six weeks and go, comes out and says what they're looking at, what they're looking for, and what their intentions are to help you better understand what's going on in the markets and economy. So if you're nervous about things, uh, that's one way to get it. But another way to get information and figure out where you stand is by coming and talking to us. You know, it's real simple. Uh, we get together in either one of our Worcester or Wadsworth offices where we will do a full financial review and analysis of where you're standing in terms of income, investments, tax efficiency, healthcare strategies, and legacy strategies. We're going to talk about legacy strategies in our bonus segment today. But, uh, you know, the, the reality is you have to have a plan, you have to write that plan down, and you have to communicate that plan with the people who matter most in your life. Otherwise, your plan can fall apart and your money ends up going in the hands of lawyers, corporations, or the government. And I don't think anybody is saving their money to leave it to those institutions. So instead of just going through life winging it, Try and build a plan. We call ours the clear retirement solution. It's the process, the complimentary process we'll walk you through if you want to come meet with us in either Worcester, Wadsworth, or on Zoom. All you need to do to get on the calendar, call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. But we'll be back in just a moment with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prison Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And I'm here with our hosts, Robert Dodaro and Matt Gilbert. And you guys are talking about all the market mayhem that we're seeing right now. And wow, as of, as of the day we're recording this episode, it really is crazy out there. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's been a bad year overall for the markets or a down year, I should say. Uh, and, you know, I, I've heard a lot of different reasons as to why. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of factors. I, I understand that. I've heard everything from 
every year when there's a major election or people fear there's going to be major change after an election. Uh, so we, uh, the market drops, uh, the fed raised the interest rates again. So, uh, I know you guys are talking about that and you were with some of the most brilliant financial minds in, in our country this past week and, uh, talking about that, um, uh, chief, uh, finance strategist for Charles Schwab and, uh, uh, Gradient Investments President Mike Binger, uh, among others, and mm-hmm. I, I know you heard a lot yeah. of different uh, different takes on this, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, so we talked a little bit about Lizzie and Saunders, yeah. and I mean, she was very realistic. I don't I don't want to call her pessimistic because I don't think she was you know like negative all the time on right. everything, but she was just realistic yeah. about what she saw yeah, in the, the data actual, and the concerns. Yeah, her moving actual forward. title is Chief uh, Investment Strategist for Charles Schwab, so. Uh, she knows what mm-hmm. she's doing. I was really impressed with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was very impressed with her knowledge yeah. uh, and her confidence and, you know, uh, handle on the issues yeah. for sure. And, you know, we, we also heard from Brian Belsky, you know, uh, who's also a chief investment uh, officer, strategist for yeah. BMO, he's I believe, amazing, isn't he? uh, as well. Oh, he's, he's, very he's hilarious. Too. I yeah. mean, yeah. he's... He, He's a fun guy to just sit back and watch and let yeah. him go, uh, and, and you, you won't be bored right. watching him for sure uh, with it. But no, I mean, I think he even represented the optimistic view, and it's something we've talked about for years on the show as well, is where else are you going to go in the world right now except for U.S. stocks? Right. I mean, yeah, the economy here looks worse, but the bond market's you know just atrocious. Uh, at the same time, when you're looking at international Europe ain't the place to well, be no. right now. I don't want to be in Asia right no. now either. You know, with what's the going pound, on in Japan and a lot of those markets over there, like crazy. Yeah, the dollar's going through yeah. the roof. All the all these things are happening, uh, but the earnings in the United States are still holding yeah. strong. So you have all these global dollars. Where are they going to invest? Are they going to buy overseas? Or are they going to buy in the United States? Uh, you know, I, most likely they're going to be looking, their dollars are coming over this way uh, as well. So the markets, I think, and, and and we see this when we watch the market every day, Matt, I, I believe the markets are hungry for good news. Like the moment they see good news, they just want to jump, you know, with that as well. And if we start seeing inflation coming down, you're going to see stocks going up. But, but what were your thoughts, Matt? The one thing Belsky said that I really stuck out is he kind of went back to the media and he's like, when the media starts talking about buying America, that's when you buy Europe. Mm -hmm. Because when they're telling you it's kind of at the high, it's the emotional part of it and the gains have already been taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't rely on news media alone. This is why we try and give people like primary source information, go straight and look at the reports yourself. Listen to the Federal Reserve. Like I said, don't don't take my word for it. Go hear it from them directly. You, you may be lost the first time you listen to them, but I promise each time you listen to them, you will learn more and more. And all of a sudden you'll understand what they are talking about. And it, it, it's something whereby I, I, I go back, I always say I go back to COVID, right? When COVID first started, it didn't matter what your political affiliation was. You were probably watching the presidential press briefings every single day on what they were doing nationally with COVID until eventually, yeah, you, 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 I think everyone stopped watching after some point in time, no matter, so some longer than others or shorter than others, but still realistically, everyone is watching the Fed. Everyone is watching the Fed. Uh, do they think inflation is going to come down? Is the Fed going to raise rates so aggressively that they make a recession worse than it already is, uh, you know, with it as well? But even as bad as things are here, imagine being in Europe right now, 
right? Like you're dependent on Russia for your energy to get through the winter right now. You know, uh, if you want to buy anything, your currency is at one of its lowest levels all time. So everything is way more expensive for you on top of the inflation, right? Like our, you know, our dollars gotten stronger with the inflation that we've had, and that's making it even worse in Europe because if they want to get help from the United States, it's way more expensive to buy anything from us as well. How many times in the last two weeks, Robert, have been walking around going, it's going to be interesting this winter in Europe. Mm-hmm. Oh the yeah. Cost of everything. And then see how it drains our economy because mm-hmm. we are a worldwide co- economy now. Oh yeah. We, it's a global economy, but even looking at Japan right now, Japan is committed to not raising their, their, their fed fund rate. You know, their central bank is not raising rates as where the United States is. So this again, devalues Japan's currency, makes it harder in their economy. Europe's at least raising rates to try and keep up with us. And again, why does this matter? Again, if you had a hundred thousand dollars to, and you, wanted to buy, uh, you know, something safer with a world government, are you going to buy it in the United States where they're paying 3%, 3.5%? Um, or are you going to buy it in a European or Japanese bank where they're paying 0.1 or 0.5 or something like that, right? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, each person can make their own decision about which one they want. Depends but. on what, at, what side of the coin you're on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if you're trying to loan money, Maybe you want to be in Japan where it's no rate. Yeah, or borrow money. Yeah, if you're borrowing money, yeah, borrowing at that rate makes sense as well. But, uh, you know, spending, and, and this is the whole dynamic. There's good and bad, folks. I mean, even with the markets down right now, there are good opportunities. There are all kinds of options. There are new products that come out regularly. Uh, this is one thing that I, I tell people. It's, it's the advantage I have is that, you know, I am independent. And because of the licenses that I have, I can shop all the financial products out there and see which one ones make the best sense for the person I'm, I'm talking to. Uh, it, it's nice when you have more options. Like that's the good news is you have more options. The bad news is y- you have more options. It takes time to go through those options and learn about them. Right. But we're here to educate. We're here to help. We're here to share knowledge as best as we can and say, Hey, these are, these are strategies or options that may make sense with your circumstances. And if you want to explore them further, okay, let's keep talking and let's keep making sure that these are a good fit for you. Uh, as well. But I, you know, there are opportunities with the market being down. And I I do agree with Belsky in that, uh, you know, I do think the markets are hungry. They, they see the United States as a strong option. Uh, we Eventually, the currency thing is going to flip. You watch like 18 months from now, I think that we're going to see the currencies going the other way where the U.S. is devalued and Europe and Japan are taking off. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the things over here are going to go way up in value, you know, or at least way up in price at that time. So it's all an ebb and flow. And you've got to build a plan that can help you ride through these ebb and flows. And this is what we specialize in when we build clear retirement solutions for people. And Matt, what, 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 what do we build there? Well, clear retirement solution is kind of looking at financial planning in the five key areas of financial planning. We're looking at your income, your investments, your healthcare, your legacy, and your taxes. You can't look at each one of these separately. You got to look at them collectively together to see what strategy works for you. Mm-hmm. Taking social security at 67 may work for some person, but it may be 70 for the next. So you can do a tax strategy like a Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. That's why a comprehensive advisor is going to help you look at how I can save you money, not just with your investments, but through your whole retirement plan. 
And I'll throw it out there. Matt said Roth conversion. That's where you take money out of your IRA, pay the taxes on it, and move it into a Roth IRA so you can start growing it tax-free moving forward as well. But you should look at the taxes because it is going to cost you tax money to convert this or do a Roth conversion and always talk to your tax professionals about it. But we do go into those strategies all the time with people. In fact, this is a great conversation because we will be having up one of our upcoming complimentary workshops. We're just a couple weeks away. It is going to be two Tuesday, October 11th, or Wednesday, October 12th. You can go either night. Uh, we're going to be in Worcester at the OARDC Center, the Schischler. Oh, wait, no, it's the Fisher. Sorry, usually we're at Schischler's correction. This time we're going to be in the Fisher Auditorium there, a much bigger room. Uh, as well. Uh, we're going to talk taxes. It's it's all about tax efficiency, tax strategies, how to take advantage of the current tax code, what changes are being proposed and concerns that you may need to watch out for as you move forward. But if you're not looking at tax efficiency, I promise you this can be one of the most expensive things uh, in your retirement life if you're not paying attention to it. Um, and it could cost you a lot of money. So you should be learning about these strategies, learning about different information there. If you want to attend either of these complimentary nights, it's Tuesday, the October 11th or Wednesday, October 12th at the Fisher Auditorium at the OARDC in Worcester. All you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. But, you know, I know we're running low on time. We're going to be, you know, going to have to wrap this up and go into our bonus segment of our podcast. So if you're new to the show, uh, we do our regular show. We're here Saturday and Sunday mornings on uh, WAKR. Uh, but we also do an extended podcast format. That's where, uh, you know, we usually do a little bonus segment every week for our for our dedicated listeners out there. Uh, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about legacy issues, right? Like what happens after you die with your money options. We know we've seen some famous people in the past uh, have some real complicated estate issues where attorneys made a whole bunch of money, uh, we'll say, uh, along the way. But you know, what options you have to kind of get organized and make sure that you're not leaving too much of your estate to someone else. But, you know, with the time we have left, Matt, you know, end of the year's coming up. What's what's your thoughts? Where's going with the market? What should we be looking out for? I think we need to hold tight. Don't get scared. It's mm-hmm. going to kind of be up and down daily, but I think we're going to kind of be flat to maybe up a little because mm-hmm. we're going to start getting a handle on this. It's going to start turning around. We're going to get... I don't like to get political. The market doesn't respond, I've been told, to Republican or Democrat. What they respond to is knowing what policies to expect. Mm-hmm. So once the House and the Senate are set, they know, is it going to be Democratic that we're going to have that type? Is it going to be more of a check and balance system with some Republicans picking up some spots? Mm-hmm. Once they know that, then they can start to look further out and plan better. Market likes certainty. Like we said, it's a leading indicator. So it likes guessing what's going to happen six or eight months from now. Uh, and when it doesn't have a good idea of what could happen, that's when you see volatility in the markets like we do right now. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. That's a normal thing for a recession that like we're in right now. Uh, but I agree with Matt. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's not necessarily hold tight. It's figuring out what strategic moves you could make along the way to put yourself in a better position for meeting your goals. And the only way to do that is to craft a plan, to do an analysis, 
to look at your positions and say, am I in good, am I in the stuff I want to be in right now? Or should I be looking at trying to exit them at some point in time here in the near future? You need someone looking under the hood. We're happy to do a complimentary review for anybody that wants to come meet with us in Worcester or Wadsworth. Uh, If you need a Zoom appointment, we can do that as well. Uh, But realistically, you, you need someone to look under the hood and give you that opinion. You know, whether you have a current advisor, doesn't hurt to get a second opinion, right? You know, uh, with it as well. We're happy to do that with any of our listeners. And all you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. If you want to register for that workshop, you can give us a call there, or you can go to our website, my prismwealth.com. There's an event page. Uh, You can click and listen to the radio show again and hear the full version of the podcast there. If you want to check us out on Spotify, Amazon, you know, Google podcast, uh, Apple podcast, all that stuff, we're we're all over them. But that's about all the time we have for the Wealth of Ohio show this week. We're going to be back in just a moment with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Prison Wealth Management LLC is an independent financial service firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services are offered through Prison Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our hosts, Robert Dodaro and Matt Gilbert. Uh, Matt and Robert, great show talking about all the market uh, mayhem that's going on out there and uh, what exactly is going on. And I think you've really uh, shown some some light on it. Um, And now what are we talking about in the bonus segment today? So, you know, it really is about making sure your affairs are in order when something happens to you, because you never know uh, when something serious can happen. Uh, You know, not just saying something that may kill you, but something that, you know, could permanently injure you or leave you laid up for a long period of time where you need help, need care, Um, you know, how to have your legal paperwork in order. So first, let me say we're not attorneys or anything. Uh, We work with plenty of attorneys. And, you know, in the end, we're the ones who help most people claim all of their assets when someone dies. So we're the ones who kind of go through and fill out the back end paperwork more so than the front end paperwork, I'll say, uh, with that as well. But it, it is important on the back end because we see what happens in families all the time when something someone passes away. Some people have been organized and have their stuff together. Some people, it, they, they die unexpectedly before they can have their affairs in order, right? Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, something that is a, a big concern for for a lot of people, whether they, you know, whether they realize it or not, it should be a big concern for them. And you see it play out with celebrities. So we've talked about Prince before, Aretha Franklin, all their estates. Uh, you know, just recently, Anne Hesch, you know, the the actress, uh, died in a car accident. You know, uh, with that as well. And at the time, you know, she had done 
a will. She had her estate or documents in order, right, uh, with this. But what ends up happening is, you know, she she probably did the documents 20 years ago, something a long time ago when she first started becoming a celebrity, got her affairs in order, uh, and then never updated them, right? So most people don't realize. So there's always the initial cost of getting a will, getting a trust, those kind of things set up. Uh, so you meet with an attorney, they, they go through, prepare the documents, you open them, uh, and you issue them and, and, and file them with the courts afterwards. And now they are legally, you know, filed documents on your behalf to say, what will happen to your estate. But that's not the end of the road, people. Like you have to go back and review these documents. And if things change, go back and and talk to an attorney. And most attorneys only charge you uh, for the time that they spend updating the documents. So if it's a quick update, it's not going to be, you know, thousands of dollars to make a change. But, you know, with that as well. How often would you recommend looking at it and updating it? So it depends on how complicated someone's estate is. I could see, you know, in in, in more complicated estates where uh, maybe there's stepchildren involved in a large estate with a business or a farm and, you know, a lot of different assets that could easily get confused and disputed over. Uh, You might want to meet every year or two with your attorney. Uh, The average person who just owns their home, has their investment accounts and just, you know, basic stuff, uh, maybe every three to five years, at least review them to see if you want to change anything at that time. I think that's the big key. Review them to see if you want to change. Anytime you make a large or big financial decision, you should mm-hmm. see how does this affect my trust or my will or anything like that to make sure that you're consistent throughout life because inconsistency is the Yeah, issue. and the beneficiary yeah, and, designations and, are huge. A lot of people forget about those and don't regularly check those or update them. Yeah. So what ends up happening with Anne Hesh is she, you know, she basically had her will, had everything set up. Now she had one son with a different person, gets remarried, has a son with that person. And her will was probably done before she married this guy is basically what I'm, what it seems like with what I'm reading. And that basically said, if I die, my money goes to my kids you know, with it and who the executor is probably isn't very, you know, isn't, isn't someone current, we'll just say. Um, So the oldest son says, Hey, that means that I'm in charge of the estate. I get to handle it. And the estate says, distribute everything to me and my brother equally. Okay. Um, As where the younger brother, the dad, the ex now, uh, and Hesh emailed him and a couple other people years ago, like a decade ago, saying, hey, if I die, by the way, here's the new rules of what I want. You know, and she thought that would be something legally binding since she emailed three people with the same thing. But, you know, the the courts are going to decide now. I don't know how it's going to play out, but the son wants control uh, in the email. She wanted the ex to have control, but that was before they divorced, you know, and all that. So lawyers are going to go fight it out in court and end up getting a whole big chunk of her estate that should have been there for her two sons. But even though she did the documents, she didn't get her estate organized because rather than just go meet with an attorney and spend a little bit of time and money to update her documents, she just sent a quick email. Right. It would be interesting too, to see like what are bank accounts and investment accounts? What are those beneficiary designations? Mm -hmm. Do they line up with the will? Do they line Mm -hmm. up with everything else? Or is that another thing that's inconsistent that they have to figure out in the court? Oh yeah. No, I mean, like I say, it's just a a huge mess. And now instead of, you know, just grieving their mom and and moving on, they're going to have to have it dragged out for years in court 
before they can settle anything, any of the emotions. And I mean, you know, may, maybe you don't like your family and that's your parting gift to them or something <laughs> like that. But, <laughs> but, but realistically, I know, like, I mean, you didn't do all that work so you could mess things up for your family. You're doing right. that work so you can make it easier on your family. And this is something that, you know, we take real pride in, in terms of helping people get organized. So if something unexpected happens to them, it is easier for the family to pick up the pieces. It is never easy to pick up the pieces when you lose a loved one or there's a tragic accident. But what are some things you can do to be organized and get yourself in order? So if something happens to you, your family isn't lost in the woods or clueless about what your intentions were. And this is why I love the generational vault. You know, this is a a great tool that we've added this year. Um, It is an option that we use with our clients where it's kind of like their own online Dropbox, uh, their secure vault for all their important documents. Copies of the will, copy of the trust, power of attorney documents. If you are listening out here right now and you are someone who does not have power of attorney established, let's say you are in a car accident and you go into a coma, all right? If there is no power of attorney documents, no one can sign on your behalf. So if they don't have access to your money or access to your bank accounts, they have no way of using your money to pay for the medical bills that you are incurring. They would have to go file a court injunction in order to get control over your estate so that way they could start paying the bills. And in the meanwhile, they're going to have to come up with the money out of their pocket, right? So power of attorney is extremely important, I would say. When you're meeting with clients, how many clients actually have had the conversations to tell their kids or heirs or whoever here are my documents. If something happens, go here to get them. <laughs> so I would say it's probably 15, maybe 20% at best. You know, one in every five or six probably is about right. Um, some have had detailed conversations with their family and their family knows what's going on. Um, some know that, hey, there's a folder somewhere, right? And I always tell this story. So one of my buddies, sadly, his mom passed away. She had health issues that she knew about. uh, So it wasn't a surprise when she passed. But after she passed, he called me up and he's like, Robert, I got all these boxes of documents. I don't know what any of these things are. Can you help me go through this and, and figure out what's going on? I said, yeah, man, bring him over this weekend. So he comes over Saturday, brings like four or five boxes full of files, documents, and uh, and all this stuff. And we just start going through it and getting things organized. And right around lunchtime, he wants to go get lunch. So I said, yeah, man, go go eat, go do your thing. By the time you get back, I'll be ready to go. We'll, We'll know what's going on. So he leaves. He's gone for like an hour and a half and then gives me a call and says, Robert, you know, I'm, I'm on my way back. Are you, you almost done with everything? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. I got some questions, but we, we, we should be able to figure it out when you get here. He's like, oh, well, you know, while I was out, I, I went by mom's house. And while I was there, I found another box of documents. Right. You know, and I was like, oh. Well, good. Maybe maybe that has the the missing pieces that I'm looking for in there. So so bring it here. We'll look at it. He's like, no, you don't understand, Robert. Right on top of the box was a folder that had everything summarized for me. So I've got it all in order. Right. So <laughs> you you can imagine, you know, uh, with that. So I was like, I put on the best <laughs> smiley face and I was just like, you know, hey, I'll, you know, bring it by. Great. This maybe it has everything organized. We'll see how it compares to what I've found. But it's not enough just to have the folder. So whenever I'm looking at people's estate and affairs and are they prepared, it's one, do they have the folder? Two, do they have an electronic backup? 
And three, have they talked with their family? So some people have the folder, some people don't. Uh, most people don't have an electronic backup. That is what the generational vault is for. Uh, it's something that we open for our clients as a way to share documents with each other. So that way we don't have to email personal information to each other. Uh, but it's also there for our clients to put their personal information, power of attorney, will, copy of the deed, marriage certificate, divorce certificates, copies of life insurance or health insurance. Heck, even pictures and videos that are important to you. If something happens to me, right? Like, by the way, if something happens to me, I do keep $10,000 in the shoebox in the back of the closet. So don't throw away my shoeboxes without going through them. Right. Or, you know, even in other clients, I'll, you know, I'll tell this story here before we wrap up. So one of my clients, uh, she was on her second marriage and that husband passed away. Okay. They had separate kids, different families. Um, after he passes away, his son, her stepson, comes to the house. Now, mind you, this is a child who borrows a lot of things and never pays them back, never returns the mowers, you know, the, the, that, that kid. And he comes over to her house the day after and says, hey, by the way, dad had always told me if anything ever happened to him, there's a box above one of the ceiling tiles in the game room that's there for me. Can I go get it? And she's like, well, he never told me about that, but, you know, let's go look and see. And the, the stepson knows where the box is, but he does not know where the key to the lock is for that box. So they have to pry this box open with a hammer and screwdriver. And all of a sudden, when it's open, it's full of cash. Okay. What does the stepson do? Grabs a stack of cash, hands it to her, closes the lid to the box, and says thank you, and leaves. What would you do? Right. Like, what? I mean, there's no communication. You know, there's no he never told me, you know, in, in terms of that. You don't know what's right, what's wrong. And you're in the middle of grieving. So, you know, you have to have your estate in order if you want to make sure, one, that you're keeping more of your estate with your family and that your assets are going to the people you want them to when you pass away. But two, you want to do it in a way where not everybody's fighting or suing each other, right? Like you don't want, a, you know, a legal headache where lawyers are going to get all the money. So the only thing you can do is have, you know, have your affairs in order, have a plan that's organized and communicate it with your family. You don't have to tell them everything. But you just need to tell them the important things. And this is what we do with the Clear Retirement Solution is that we're here, we're here to help build all three of those with the people who need help. And it's something we do as part of just the complimentary process that we take you through because we want that plan to be something you can feel confident about as you move forward into retirement, that if something happens, your affairs are in order to the best of your ability. But I'll leave you with that thought. Matt, any, before we wrap this up, any last thoughts? So you got me thinking, Robert. Mm-hmm you're talking about a very heavy topic mm -hmm. with power attorneys, trust, wills, inheritance, and setting up a plan for that. Out of all your clients, do you need a very sophisticated legacy plan? Or can a lot of it be done with beneficiaries and TODs where you don't mm -hmm. maybe need a trust? Well, I'm not allowed to, to recommend that, but it definitely is an option, I would say, for people is, you know, putting a beneficiary on most things, bank account, vehicles, homes, uh, can save you in a lot of hassles with your estate. Like if, if Ann Hesh had put beneficiaries on all of her bank accounts, houses and all that, it would have set her up in a lot better situation uh, moving forward. So there is strategies where you don't need as many complicated documents. Some people may need a trust. Some people don't need a trust. We go 
through it from the perspective of the back end. Like if you had these and you died and your family was coming to us, what process would they be going through to claim your money? What would be taxable? What wouldn't be taxable? We can reach out to an, a CPA if we want to figure out how much taxes would be there as well. So again, there, there's all, if that's a question on your mind that you need answered, you can get answers to your questions. You've just got to be willing to go meet with someone and ask the questions so that way they can help you find the answers. And if you talk to the right people, you'll hopefully you'll find the answers. So you don't talk to the estate attorney that gets paid to make the trust? Huh? No, you want to talk to them. You should, every major financial decision, you know, you should be talking to attorneys. You should be talking to tax people or CPAs, and you should be talking to your financial people. We all bring a different element to the puzzle that, you know, yes, if you do it that way, you'll be fine over there, but it's going to hurt you on my side of things. Right. You know, so there's all these there, there's a lot more considerations. Uh, the value we bring to our clients is, is that we know enough attorneys and CPAs and we've gone through this with enough families to where we kind of know what to expect and can help guide you and say, here's what we you know, from a financial perspective, here's what we think you need to do. Let's talk with an attorney. And realistically, a lot of our clients let us talk to their attorney with them. So that way everybody's on the same page and knows what happened. That's a much better plan than, you know, I'm going to have three different strategies by three different people who none of them talk to each other. So to <laughs> summarize that, keep your financial professionals together and communicating instead of keeping them in silos apart from each other. That's right. There should be a concerted effort. Uh, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. And, you know, we're here to be a part of the team uh, with everybody and, you know, realistically help as many people as we can along the way. That's why we do the show. It's why we do the podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Remember, you can come see us and talk to us anytime you want. 330 804 0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. But we'll talk to you next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.